All right, all right, back at it again. It's your wonderful host, Demion. And I'm here with another podcast. And today, didn't want to talk about it, but I th- again, I'm going to have to talk about the coronavirus. But we're going to do things a little different. Today, I'm going to throw up, I'm going to talk about what would happen if the coronavirus continues its course and we don't find a cure very soon. So it's going to be a little dark, a little dark, might get a little graphic. So if you have sensitive ears or sensitive listeners out there, be warned. I'm telling you, it could get dark, it could get murky. But uh, we're just going to um, look at the idea a little bit. Uh, I've got a little bit of that um, post-apocalyptic Chernobyl World War Z type thing going on. So um, I'm just going to have a little creativity with it. And um, here we go. What's been happening in the week? So already everybody is aware that in America they've declared a state of emergency. Um, the president went up there and put his two cents out. My opinion, he overreacted. Uh, it's not that serious just yet where I'm located, but doesn't mean it's not that serious across the world. So I don't want you guys to think I'm being insensitive if you're like in the blast zone, right? But... As you know, uh, media likes to blow things out of proportion. So we're going to take this thing and just zero it out, max it all the way out to like 110. And we're just going to see what could happen. Now, I might be on my Socrates, you know, foretelling the future, or I'm just having a bit of um, bit of a, a rip, so to speak, bit of a rip. I'm not going to say we're having fun with this, but... Um, yeah, I kind of just uh, have these wild ideas sometimes where I'm just talking, you know, meandering on and just taking things to the extreme. So today's definitely going to be one of those things because it is something that is current, something that is relevant, something that some people are experiencing. And then for other people, maybe they're just like me and they're just like, OK, it's something on the news. It's a cold. No big deal. Whatever. Then you got other people on the other side of the fence that are all panicking, locked down in bunkers. Then you got other people just like, you sort of know. You know, so let's see. I'm going to go ahead and set this up. Also, add this in. My sister, as you guys know, she's living in Spain. So her, I already know her view on this whole thing because she is in the blast zone, round zero. You know what I mean? Like Empire State Building, Twin Towers leveled. She's in the ashes. She's in the smoke. Uh, They got everybody quarantined over there so nobody can go outside. It's a whole different situation in Spain. So if you're in Spain, sorry for you. I understand that it's a challenging situation. But for those who want to learn some English uh, vocabulary, uh, maybe you're you're hunkered down in your bunker or whatever and you want to hear some English vocabulary, a little little, um, wild story um, of how things could be, uh, we're just going to go. So I put enough uh, precautionary... Uh, warnings on that, and I think I'm just going to go ahead and get to it. But before I do that, I think I'm going to take a break, and I'm just going to jump into it right after the break, okay? So let's take a break. So the other day, the president put out a declaration of emergency. Our country is approaching a near-catastrophic event meaning that the world as we know it could change forever. It could no longer exist. 
around the world, countries are panicking. People are in a stir. People are buying up all the the reserves, the surplus, the, the toilet papers, the, the canned goods, the perishable items, trying to get their nutrients in, trying to find ways to can and preserve things. People are not being able to go to work. It's already chaotic. The coronavirus is upon us. The coronavirus is real. It is killing people and it will kill many more before they are able to find somewhat of a cure. Now, what is a cure? Cure in this situation will be a temporary band-aid because as you know, viruses, diseases, plagues like to mutate. Take, for example, a roach. You spray a roach with raid, over time, they become immune to it. Then you have to hit them with something stronger. That's why there's really no cure, so to speak, for a virus. Because they adapt, they change, they're alive, they move. They shift. They adjust. Cold temperatures, sometimes, most of the time, they can't live in a cold temperature. But in tropic areas, you, know, you got to look at the geography. Look at the world and the way that the virus is moving. There's some countries that are not even affected by it. But others, they're being obliterated by hundreds. Tens of hundreds a day. So, where do I see this this thing going? Well, let's see. If we continue on the trajectory that we are on, and we have already declared a state of emergency here in the States, what could soon happen is you could start to see looting. You could start to see the military patrolling the streets. So as people become afraid, people live in fear, people live in a state of panic. They stop working, they stop earning money. You've already noticed that the NBA, the NHL, all those sports leagues, they have shut down. So the big dollars aren't coming in. People are stuck. What do people do when they get stuck? They start to think. Sometimes they don't always think of the best ideas. So what I see happening is that as the money continues to dwindle, because their athletes aren't out there making money, businesses aren't running their normal production, so the sales are cut, trades are cut, People start to get cutthroat. People start to make radical moves. People start to make decisions that they normally wouldn't because they are in a mindset of famine. They are bloodthirsty, hungry, worried about tomorrow, today. Mine, mine, mine. I need, I need. 
After a while, people will stop trying to share their goods, their valuables, their time. Breath, air, clean air will come with a premium and a cost. But that cost needs protection. How will people protect themselves? They may protect themselves with knives, bats, violence. Here in America, it will be guns, grenades, pipe bombs, whatever people can come up with. So, as the world starts to shift, people start to bunker down, resources start to dwindle, because right now everybody's bought up everything, so they probably got maybe a month, we got a month, maybe a month and a half to live off their, their goods and things that they've stored like a squirrel in a tree, right? But, here's what's going to happen. After a while, once the businesses are closed, people are going to start kicking in doors, breaking in because they've ran out of supplies. So now they need more things. So now you have looting, you have violence on the streets, you have riots on the streets because the police are trying to control these people, but at the same time, they feel the need for these supplies. So will they convert? No. Because you know they're going to take care of the police. They're going to take care of the military. But people like us, on ground zero, we have to fend for ourselves. So as people are looting, you're going to have people that are divided. Like, oh, you shouldn't be looting. But after a while, when people are hungry, they're going to do what they got to do. They got people now that's still out of the grocery store because they haven't eaten in a week. They'll steal a steak. And what do they do? The police lock them up. It's all the same. They don't care. So if we're in a feast or famine mode, and people are destroying property, destroying buildings, getting in, trying to gain access to safety, access to shelter, access to food. What's going to happen? Because they're going to start to alienate the people that have been identified as having the coronavirus. They're going to become the outcast. They're going to be quarantined, treated like aliens, inhuman people. Because, think about it, if they were to walk into a public area, right, and sneeze, cough, bleed, use the bathroom, whatever, stuff's airborne, it's going to spread. People will catch it, and then they will infect their families. So people are going to become so afraid of the coronavirus that they will do any and everything to protect themselves, even if it means harming another individual. Now, the, the tricky part with this whole corona thing is, if you were to, so to speak, lay somebody out to eradicate them, you'd have to burn the body. But if they were shot, blood would spray get on things, contaminate the area, because as the virus mutates, it goes in the air. So let's just say one, one person 
you know, explodes, steps on a landmine or something like that, and the bomb goes off, or they get shot, and they leak body fluids, and it's not contained, and their body just decomposes, that stuff's just going in the air like spores, you know, just germinating from their, their corpse, you know, lifeless corpse, just radiating through the air, people are breathing it in, so if you shot them, you better be wearing protective gear. You already see people walk around with gas masks. You know, hazmat suits are going to be coming out. Those are going to be at a premium. Watch the prices go up. Watch the price of gas as people try to flee. But where are you going? It's everywhere. As people try to flee, people try to get on boats, people try to get on submarines, you know, stealing military vessels. Yeah, we're getting a little getting a little out there with it. But stealing military vessels, you know, planes, airplanes, you can't fly forever, you gotta land. But are you gonna land in a safe area or a no fly zone? You're gonna have people trying to blow into the air. So the whole thing is you're gonna be trying to survive and the military is gonna be trying to keep you right where you are. In the blast zone. Because they don't live there. They live in their little protected areas like Area 51. Has anybody gained access to it? No. Anybody know what's there? No. Is it possible the coronavirus could have came from there? Yeah, it's very possible. But no one knows. So the one thing you're going to have to do is look out for yourself and your family. It's going to be up to you to protect your family. They already said that the elderly are the ones that are most prone to getting it. So that means it's like, think of it as a zombie situation. If they're the ones that are most prone to turn to become infected, possibly carriers, uh, that would make them a target. So if you wanted to eliminate your chance of getting exposed to this virus, you have to eliminate the threat. So you're going to look for the carrier, just like in the movies. That's what they do. You find the source, you eliminate it. Now, this is going to have people looking at their family. They're going to be like, well, you know, my granddad, my grandma, you know, shoot, I'm 80 years old. I'm 70 years old. People are going to be looking at me. So it's, it's going to be this torn divide, you know, people just taking out people, rummaging. You've ever seen the book of Eli, you know, you've got Denzel Washington walking around, you know, with a gun just trying to find another living person and the people that he runs into are savages, scoundrels, people who are just the bottom of the very bottom, the scourge of the earth that's left walking. It could end up being that. Or it could end up being um, a couple of weeks from now, you know, they say, oh, we got a cure and everybody's saved. But it's not going to be that simple. It's never been that simple. Nothing we do is that simple. So I imagine we have a little um, ways to go. Hopefully, let me take another sip. 
hopefully things work out to the point to where we're able to find a cure for it and people can start returning to life as they know it. But for right now, with this whole panic, it's, it's just completely crazy. Um, I went shopping with my mother Friday and you should have seen the chaos. You should have felt the confusion. You should have seen the, 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 the panic in people's faces as they rushed to buy toilet paper, rushed to buy meat. I'm sorry, but toilet paper is not going to save you from a virus, okay? I don't care how much milk you buy, five gallons, and then it has an expiration date. So it's just really this false sense of security that people are chasing with all this buying of goods, hand sanitizers, cleanser wipes, Lysol spray, all these disinfectants. It, it's not going to save you. If you're going to get it, you're going to get it. But what are you going to do to prevent it? You know, it's like, and then even if you get it, you may not die. I mean, some people die, some people don't. But look at this. We have worse things in the world than a freaking coronavirus. We have AIDS. You have hepatitis. You have meningitis. You have, uh, or we have uh, malaria in some areas still. You had Ebola going. All these things that took out hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions combined. Right? So we got a cold. You remember the bird flu, the swine flu, right? You remember these things. They didn't declare some state of emergency for this thing. They weren't quarantining whole countries and locking people in their homes, you know, for an undetermined time. This wasn't going on. So what's, what's so different about this coronavirus? What do they know that we don't know? What do they know about it that the media is not telling us? Because, you know, the media, that's why they call it television programming, because they program you with information. That's why I don't really fall into that trap. I don't really watch, sit there and watch the news every day, day in, day out, just getting my brain pumped with ideas from someone else. I like to formulate my own ideas. I like to be a free thinker. See, they don't like that. They don't like when you're a free thinker. They don't like when you have thoughts, when you question their motives, when you question their principles, you question their laws. They don't like that. They don't like that. But um, that was a little wild meander just a thought. Um, been talking about this with a few people. I in, even ended up talking about it with someone today. I think it's it's been a daily part of the conversation. I can only imagine what's coming in the weeks ahead. Hopefully, hopefully people will, you know, manage themselves with some sense about them and not just turn into a bunch of dribbling idiots, but it's too soon to tell. What do you think? I'd love to know your opinion on, on what you see coming from this, um, uh, world event we're having and where you think we'll go. If you think we'll be able to turn the corner in time before the world just dissolves into something we hope to soon forget. And on that one, <laughs> my faithful listeners, I'm Demian, and I'll see you in the next one.